Hey, what's up there? This is Joe Walsh coming to you with the Get Out and Surf podcast. This is the first one, numero uno, coming to you from Tamarindo, Costa Rica, with two of my very closest friends, Nikki Hurin. Hey, how you doing? And Pat McNulty. Yep. <laughs> you know, I was a little conflicted because we've been running this Witches Rock Pirate Radio Show on 99.5 FM here in Costa Rica, Radio Dose with Evan Luck for, I want to say, almost six years. Um, I lost track. It's over uh, five years. Uh, well, yeah, I've only been involved with it for the last four years. And every Friday from 5 p.m. till 7, we've done a radio show at the, at the surf camp right there on the beach. I know. And, uh, well, we decided to let the show finally come to an end at the end of 2018. And now here we are, the first Friday of 2019. And it's that hour. And we're sitting here doing this podcast. We thought, you know, it's a new year. We're going to take it in a new direction. And so here we are. So, yeah, man, I'll just take the opportunity, I guess, to introduce ourselves for those that maybe haven't listened to the show. I'm Joe Walsh. I'm the founder of Witches Rock Surf Camp and Volcano Brewing Company here in Tamarindo. It's a pretty big business these days. That's why I've got Nikki and Pat here to help me out. We um, pretty much do everything to surf. It's the reason why I'm here. And there's really not much to say besides that. I don't know. Just <laughs> this is all to support my surf. How about you, Pat? Maybe you can give it a little better. Well, I finally feel like the ball and chain has been taken off of my ankle since the radio show stopped. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a uh, bittersweet time. You know, we, we miss Evan. Evan's a good friend. And uh, it's nice to have a free Friday, although you figured something out to, to keep me occupied, which is this radio show. Yeah, but what else are we going to do? We, you know what I mean? It's, it's Friday. It's sunset. I don't know. At my age, you know, like sleep <laughs> no we've had a lot of fun over the Love years doing <laughs> <Wheel of fortune. laughs> we've had a lot of fun doing the radio show over the years and obviously uh we're now wanting to move into the uh, a digital era as such and uh yeah. this is the first one so we're just going to give it yeah, a go and exactly try and keep the conversation going yeah well you know what at the end of the day uh it was really cool being on the radio but it is difficult being on the radio you have to adhere to a lot of uh a lot of legalities and uh going online we could be a little more relaxed and uh really set you know just talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about so um yeah well the big news is well i want nikki you to really announce it but uh what's going on up at the hill behind the gym there because we've been really radio silent for the whole time and now we're finally i think ready to tell the world well what we have been doing over the last i suppose what is it six months or more i think since april 2018 yeah so what we've been doing is uh we've been expanding the brewery so we needed a, a new space for that and so we found that warehouse space that was up by tamarindo gym and we've been developing that whole area up there and yeah we're we're open we if the brewery is up there it's producing beer we're in production and uh yeah we're happy to announce that it's, it's open you can come up there we've got a full bar all the beers are on tap, and so, like, you know, we can literally uh, start uh, being open to the public. Yeah, so, volcanobrewingcompany.com. Don't go there yet because we haven't made our website, but we're about to. We uh, <laughs> got a Facebook page and an Instagram page. We haven't been paying any attention or giving any love to, but that's all about to change because we've been busy. Yeah, we've been busy building a brewery and uh, trying yeah. to get this thing up and running. And also, like, not really telling anyone because I know for me, uh, until every permit is in hand, and everything is completely done you just don't want to jinx it you don't want to jinx like telling everyone you're going to be open on a certain date i mean the reality is is we finally opened but then we ran out of beer 
Uh, well, that's that's the, that you know we're we're obviously in the early stages of getting the uh, beer in production. We, yeah, well, we, we, we got some to, when you close one facility, I was yeah, thinking yeah. about it. We had to close our small brewery on the beach, and then uh, so we had to wait until all the tanks were empty, and we couldn't be brewing anything else to replace that beer. So our tanks had to wait till they were empty. Then we had to move all of it, had to clean it all again. Took like extra time with, I think Cope, the the electric company here, they installed the wrong transformers. I remember that happened. And, some other stuff, but it, that always yeah, extra time, and then you got to go through the whole brew process with which our with our ales is at least at least 17, 17, days. 17 to eighteen days for the yeah. process to get the ales out. So, so it's like know, five weeks or six weeks when you when it's all said and done when you're not producing beer, and uh, so we went through a bunch of inventory. Not to mention that the beer we did get out, we just got through Christmas and New Year's, which is. Um, is some of our busiest times here especially for the, the beer drinkers down on the beach and stuff so yeah no we had a little bit of a perfect storm where we had to take the old brewery offline get the new one up online and deal with a bunch of technical problems as you do with any project unforeseen uh you know stuff and then with the high demand that we have down here on the beach for uh for craft ale and so uh, which is rock surf camp and so we were yeah so we literally ran out but you know we've got we should be uh kegging the pale ale tomorrow so, uh, and then we, you know, and the rest of the beers are coming out soon. They're in process. You know, a lot of people, they are really interested in, you know, maybe moving to a place like Costa Rica and start their own business. I know our brewery has definitely grown. It's um, a much bigger facility than it used to be, but still we had to go through all the same growing pains, building the new brewery. So I know people have questions. Uh, what, like, was this hard? I mean, I can answer, but I kind of want to ask you. What was the most challenging part for you in building out our new facility? Uh, building the uh, building out the new facility was uh, technical support to find people down here that have the knowledge to deal with uh, free phase um, electricity and the different types of uh, equipment that we got that we imported from China and the challenges that comes with that. Um, that has yeah, been you're ordering a glycol chiller and not actually having a control panel to control it. Yeah, there was no off and on switch. It just literally was a pump with a condenser and that's yeah. it. And I so thought it was pretty cheap. It was very cheap for <laughs> what it is, but like, you know. That's what, you have to, that's what happens when you, when you roll the dice and you buy some stuff from China. You can, still, you can get some great quality stuff, but you have to really know what you're looking for. And then you're still going to have issues. Yeah, we bought um, equipment before from China. We bought some kegs and they, you know, they've been fantastic and have been a good uh, added value to the, to the brewery. But when it comes to sort of like electrical com equipment and components, it's been uh, a little bit more challenging. And also to find, again, like the you know, electrical engineer that has the knowledge and ha the good ones are always busy. So when you need them to come right there and then, they generally don't. And you add Tico time as well, then yeah. things just kind of like, uh, uh, you know, time just adds up. I'd like to think that these are growing pains and what you're doing is you're building a better team. Once you finally identify those individuals that can deal with the three-phase electricity or all of the refrigeration needs all of the stuff we do with cold rooms and glycol and stuff like that it gets complicated i think i know for me that the hardest part was simply building a factory never done that before never built um never you know never had a space this big such yeah. a blank canvas you don't realize with your construction all of a sudden you built something it was like well we so went we went in there and it was uh just full of Junk. Oh, well, no, it was like washing machines <laughs> and stuff from a bunch of uh, cabinas and hotel rooms. And then so when we finally got it cleared out and you actually saw that the amount of space that we had in there, we've never been able to work. We've never worked with anything of that size or that kind of like blank canvas before. So it was a lot of fun. And, you know, we planned it out well and it's designed well. But again, uh, it's, you know, those unforeseen things that are as in like for us, our first, not the first time we've built a brewery, but something of this size. So tell people now, now that we're open, 
when are we open? Our hours? I mean, I know we've been like, throws, I don't want to ever close, like have a day when we close. And I know that's an easier way to do it when you have a staff and you don't want to have someone have to cover that day off or those days off. But I mean, we were saying open two o'clock daily. Two o'clock daily and uh, we, we, we are open till 10 p.m. Yeah. So two till 10 p.m. every day is what we're trying to do right now. Yeah, and so we don't actually have any beer on tap today but probably by tomorrow we will again and then within a couple of weeks we'll have our lineup of our pale ale our ipa and the gautamalo on tap and besides just having beer in a full bar there's drinks for kids we're getting the group your floats up and running here this next week mm-hmm. um we also got ping pong we're putting in foosball a whole kids corner bring your families there's a lot of concrete they can ride there got like this three-wheel scooter thing they can cruise around no, bring yeah, tell your kids to uh, to bring their bicycles yeah. and their you know trikes and skate and you know there's a flat um like concrete space in there, very safe. There's nothing going on in there. You know, it's just a flat space, so the kids can have a lot of fun just like riding about. And it's, it's a really nice space just to hang out. And what's even more exciting is that we're just now finishing our 18-hole disc golf course, not to be confused with frisbee golf, which apparently is the incorrect way to say it. It's right? disc golf, disc <laughs> golf. <laughs> I like to call it frisbee golf. Sounds more fun. But uh, we're still trying to get Pat up there. Yeah, you know, I, I've got to say, I'm the guy that doesn't like anything. <laughs> okay? Well, there's a few so, things you like. Come on. So I have to say that you guys did a really good job, and it looks nice and neat and organized, and I, uh, I really am proud of you for doing that. But one thing I'd like to, to say is that if I'm going to sit here and do these podcasts – you got to give me a stool that doesn't hurt my ass. <laughs> bony ass. And I'm sitting here like shifting around because my ass I'm, hurts. Yeah, right, we're out at my pool house. It's like these are standard wooden stools. I'm going to have to concur with Pat. So this, this is not like an age thing or anything like that. It's I was, we were going to record it inside, but then you'd hear the air conditioner humming the whole time. Or like my kids would be making noise. Or you do it down the office and the phone keeps ringing. Yeah, you know, I'm the COO of Witch's Rock Industries, and you guys have a brewery, and I have not even tasted the beer because I don't drink. However, all you people in the listening audience, it's good beer because I said it is. (laughs) Now come down here and drink it. Come down here for the experience, you know. This is what it's worth. The reason we we all came down here as well. Well, we did sell out all of our beer because it was uh, Christmas and New Year's and because we finally had it on tap after being out for a couple of weeks because we moved the brewery and everyone that drinks the beer really likes the beer. And so to that person that left that one-star review on TripAdvisor like two days ago saying one star because you didn't have any beer, I apologize. No right. one, no one is more upset about that than what we are. Dude, you know I mean, what I mean? They're not. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. A brewery without beer. It'll be. A <laughs> Look, it tickles me to death that that review came in. So, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I, I really, I love it. I love the controversy. Yeah. However, you're an American. You're very impatient. This is Costa Rica. We ran out of beer. Contact us. Come and see us again, and we will buy you a beer. We'll buy you five beers. Yeah. And your family, too. And your little dog, too. There you go. So, showing the love. Um, all right. So, we made it through Christmas and New Year's. Patrick, what happened out of the camp? Like, I don't know. I mean, every, I mean, from what well, I... S- <laughs> there was many people coming in. Many people. They were driving in. 
they were driving, they were walking. And then after they got drunk, they were walking away looking like the walking dead. Yeah. Yeah, depending on what time of the day it was, it literally did like a scene out of The, the Walking Dead when you had a, like a herd just walking through and they're just all like, uh. I put the spotlights on my van. Yeah, no, that was super funny. Bright. Put those on just to shine at it. I felt like I... And people yeah. were scurrying. They were. It they was were scurrying cool. when you put those lights on. However, you know, we, this is how we make our money. People come in from all over to Tamarindo because it's a cool place to come to. And we love it when you come. And we're teasing a little bit, but you all know what I'm talking about because you laugh at yourselves too. So, we yeah. love you coming here. It happens every Christmas. I just wish they'd turn the music down because the older I get, the louder it sounds. Well, what I like is that there was waves throughout most the entire month of December. And, I mean, we're doing all this so that we can keep one eye on the waves and get out there when it's good. And there was a lot of good waves. And even though it was busy on the beach, you know, there were some decent waves out in front. And then finally, uh, after after Christmas, towards New Year's, it starts really filling in. I thought I'd take El Rubio and uh, thought we'd go camping, you know, so cruised over <laughs> over to Minas. And, man, it was absolutely packed. There, You could barely even find a place to put the car. I've never seen that many people. So, you know, I heard of, uh, God, who told me? I think it was Sean. I went down to san juanillo thinking they'd be getting out of uh, the craziness and she said it was out of control down there so it's just the entire coast that's what happens uh so be prepared if you come down over christmas new year's or easter that's what you're going to get but that doesn't mean the waves aren't going to be bad or even too crowded because most people don't surf they were pretty good and uh let's get out of the surf because that's really what this is all about and el rubio the surf van what's your guys's favorite surf vehicle you've ever owned and what makes a surf vehicle a cool surf vehicle? Like, what are the, I mean, I've got my list, but I wonder from you guys. Pat? Well, I mean, I'm a Volkswagen person. And, you know, back in 1967, we had a Volkswagen van. And I just loved it because I was a surfer. And Volkswagen vans are the surfing van. And as I got older, I started buying the Euro vans, uh, the MF or the MVs. Uh, and it's kind of like a camper van, but it's also a transportation van. And I used to take that surfing, and I just absolutely loved it. You could fold the back seat down and turn it into a bed. So in between surf sessions, you could lay down and take a nap and then go out when the waves started getting good again. So I'm a VW guy, and, you know, I always wanted to have a VW, full-on VW camper. No, Rubio has been a, a really welcome um, added vehicle to uh to to help us get to to waves and like i think it's just so nostalgic in there it even smells like an old v you know and it is you know it's 40 years old and like we've been hanging out in that quite a lot and it's been like a lot of fun just hanging out in it you, you know what i mean you had a van when you were younger right in your well i grew up i grew up on the east coast of england and the main important thing that you needed from a surf vehicle is that the heaters worked exactly because it was bloody cold you'd get out of the water depending on the time of year and like uh no i mean what was your favorite <clears throat> surf vehicle ever my favorite surf vehicle ever that did you have one yeah yeah you know i had a i think it's like a a nissan like i suppose you call it like a high not high or something like that but like it was like a panel van it's a made-up car it's a made-up car yeah because england we don't actually have cars we ride horses still <laughs> but no it was a, it was just a big panel van and you know i mean you just threw a futon in the back i had my tools in there from working construction how, how do you heat it in the winters how do you heat it in the winters yeah like uh do you have like a heater? I don't know. You literally, what you did is you had one of those heaters that you could plug in. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so if you're, right. if you're camping somewhere that's what you would do but like oh. you just had to have like basically like for a, when you like started like surf like in colder climates as you all both know especially pat is like you need to kind of get into get in and out of the water like getting changed is the biggest thing how you doing there brother my neighbor whistling for his dog <laughs> so like the idea was that you needed to be able to get in the van be able to change out of the wind and you had a decent heat to like four out your fat you four out your hands so you could literally like start your car and get out of there yeah well I'm but i never had a v i had a vw beetle and that thing was not good as a surf vehicle you couldn't get a you couldn't get a surfboard in it yeah. you couldn't get yeah, changed you couldn't change in those you things. couldn't change in it and that didn't have you like literally you drive that thing there along. were other things that we figured out how to do in those when we were oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that was uncomfortable too yeah so new year's resolutions you guys got any nothing oh yeah i'm gonna get in shape yeah i'm gonna get in shape i'm gonna see my abs again for the you know before i die uh, you know, I mean, I work out all the time, as you guys well know, but, you know, there's a, a thing in my head that tells me I need more. And uh, so I'm going to work out more and I'm going to surf more. That's what I came here for, not to do all this work. Of course, it's not easy because since I've been here, Joe keeps expanding. And now we have 130 employees. No, I think it's 120 uh, last time I asked. Well, it was, it, it balloons up to 130. That's what it was uh, last time I looked, and uh, you know, it's like herding cats. I, I don't have any resolutions. I'm just gonna keep doing I'm, what we're doing. My resolutions is to get more employees for Pat. It sounds like he's keeping track. We're gonna get we shoot for 150 this year. Is that the goal? Yeah, whatever it is, you know. Like, you like cats? I am the Grim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> but well, all in all, we have some really good employees here. I'm just joking. Oh, we're the know, best. We have. Really good employees, lifelong employees, and uh, it's taught me a lot of patience. You know, uh, every, anyone that knows me knows that I have no patience, but I've learned a lot of patience since I've come here and started doing this job. Same here. Like, you have to draw up a lot of patience to uh, deal with a business of this size and, you know what I mean, and how we do things down here. It's, it's just how we do it. And, like, you know, like I said, we like to have a good time. We love to surf. And you know that's our main priority at the end of the day. That's why the whole reason we all ended up here. Don't worry, I'm just gonna edit this part out. Let's get back to the surfing. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I'm just I'll gonna just keep play. talking and like whatever play. comes out of sparkles hey. or boots, Matt. What? <laughs> no, well, where's the next surf trip you're gonna take? What's no. your what? Yeah, like I mean, I know we surf all around Tamarindo, but like here in the country, like what what are you eyeing on next? Somewhere here in Costa Rica, you want to surf? Yeah, but I ain't going to say where it is. All right. I, okay, I think I know where, and that's good. How about you, Pat? It's going to be that place that you and I go to often down in the southern zone. Okay. Yeah, so, that was my plan, too. Yeah, well, it's kind of why we have uh, El Rubio in the first place is for uh, those strike missions when there's solid swell, solid south swell. And we won't mention the spot, but the good news is is that here in Costa Rica, there are still many spots you can get out to. Yeah. Bunch of parrots flying by. I was gonna say it was like wild places with parrots, but we just had them flying through here. Of course, there's, they're all over Costa Rica, but wild spots, not that many people surfing. There's still a lot of open space out there. There is, and it's always one of the things that always surprised me about Costa Rica is um, uh, I've been to Indo and I've been to uh, like Australia and places like that, and uh, it's very hard to find some uncrowded waves, you know, where unless it's really sharky or it's like you know a pretty serious spot, um, but over here you can still find 
really, really, you know, good world-class waves and not too many people out in a very, very, like, you know, not so much of a localized crowd or anything like that. It's, you know, it's still good surfing down here and good waves. That's true. Yeah, it's very true. I guess that's why we've been here all these years. So uh, for all you listeners, um, if you think about coming to Costa Rica, there's some great waves down here. If you come to Tamarindo, you should check us out at Witches Rock Surf Camp. We've got places for you to stay. We'll take you surfing. We'll get you better at surfing. Um, otherwise, yeah, hope to see you in the water, either here or there. Or up in the brewery, wherever, wherever you want to do. Yeah. All right, well. And for all you would-be travelers, Costa Rica is a very safe country to come to. Full of Pura Vida. The people love tourism. So you got to come down. Single travelers, families, they all come. They all have a good time. Yeah, Tamarind is pretty nice. we got a little bit of everything here. All right, guys. Well, we made it through our first podcast just like that. Yep. Ernie, I'm not even done. I'm not even finished my beer. I know. Talking too much. Well, cool. I'm going to get a lazy boy so I can sit in a lazy boy next time I'm here <laughs> because this thing really hurts my rear end, i got to tell you, you know? Well... This is where we'll cue the outro music once we get a few episodes in and we get ourselves polished up.